Hello again and welcome to Money Tips Daily. This is Money Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save and make more money. Now I don't want this podcast to just be about how to you know, save money on a loaf of bread or you know, where you can buy your cheapest groceries. I want to go deeper into the mindset about of money and, and how that affects how much you've got in your bank. Now I love the story about John Lennon who when he was at the height of his fame with the Beatles and he was married to his first wife before Yoko... Uh, they were sitting down one day and she said, well, could we have a swimming pool? And he said, well, sure. And then she asked about how they were going to pay for it. And he said, don't worry, I'll write one for you. In other words, I'll write a song, we'll create the money for the pool. Now you might say, oh, that's all right for John Lennon. You know, but I can't write songs and I only know two chords on the guitar that I've got stuck in the loft. Well, okay. If you did think that, and I'm not saying you did, but if you did think that, then I'll tell you another story. This is about a guru who announced one day that he needed to raise several million dollars to build a temple. And when he was asked by one of his disciples, where was the money going to come from? He just said, from wherever it is now. Now, both he and John Lennon understood the limitless, limitless abundance of the universe and that money is really everywhere. If you don't believe that, then you know, just look at the amount of venture capital there is and money that, you know, billions and trillions of pounds and dollars that people have in banks and stuck away in gold vaults and all this sort of stuff. So there is money everywhere. You know, maybe in your circle or in, in your mind, there's a shortage of money, but it's not really true. Now, John Lennon and this guru knew that money is available and plentiful. Okay, so you might say, well, I'm not an artist, I'm not a guru. But that doesn't mean you're not creative. Nearly all businesses and products are built on ideas. Ideas that started in someone's imagination. Pardon the imagine pun, John. I didn't mean to come up with that. You know, I mean, we always use the one of Walt Disney and the story of how he imagined and, you know, in his mind, his creations of his theme parks were imagined long before they were built. And I mentioned this in an earlier uh, podcast. And there are lots of other uh, pioneers and uh, entrepreneurs who will tell you the story of how they imagined things before they were built. And, and people imagined cities and whole buildings before they were ever built. So ideas begin in the imagination, they begin in our minds, and we can manifest those ideas with action. Because the difference between the likes of Walt Disney, John Lennon and, and these gurus is they took action on their dreams. And we know that Einstein, Albert Einstein, said nothing moves without action. Well, it's pretty obvious, really. Nothing moves without action. You don't need to be a genius to understand the laws of physics, do you? So even when you've got a great idea or a song or a message or a product, it still needs to be promoted. It needs action. It needs momentum to get it going. The Hollywood studios often spend more on promoting a film than they do making it. And even gurus, they don't just sit around, you know, cross-legged, you know, with a thumb and forefinger raised to the sky, chanting, Om, the money will come, Om, the money will come, this temple will be built, the money will come. No, yeah, they might uh, make an offering to the gods and pray about things, but they, they, they take action, they fundraise, they advertise, they ask people for the money. They don't just ask for the sky or the heavens, they ask people. You know, I, I know a, a temple that I visit regularly, and, and again, we can go back to this connection with the Beatles, because the Beatles got into, uh, you know, Harry Krishna and Indian culture at one stage, 
and George Harrison sort of stuck with it and in in the early in the 60s early 70s he gave a building a whole building and, a, and an estate a big manor house uh, in Hertfordshire uh, to the Harry Krishna movement and I think he, he, he raised the money for it with one of his albums it might have been All Things Must Pass one of his solo albums in the early 70s and you know when he needed the money he, he just put out an album and raised the money for, for this uh, donation that he made to, to this uh, temple and it's still there today it's called Back to the Venti Manor run by the ISKCON uh, Harry Krishna movement and it's, it's you know they get millions of visitors every year I've been there myself on various days like Diwali and you know it's a very spiritual place and they have a, 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 the old manor is, is where they have the statues of the gods and people going and you know they, they pay tribute to the gods and they pay their homage and some of them sit and chant and pray and, and sing and so on and then they come out into another room and there they have uh, the business side of things they have computers and people sign up to make donations they have a whole bank of people sitting there with with their computers taking donations and you know that's the business side of things that has to to, to, to run because this organization costs a lot of money to run temples and uh, monasteries and churches and they need money to fund these things and in fact um, the ISKCON movement actually provide food and meals for thousands and millions of people in India every day so they need money so they need the practical side of things they don't just pray for the money to come they actually take action churches and synagogues have collections and donations to run their organizations they don't just raise their arms the priest doesn't stand on the altar and say pray for the money to fall into their laps like manna from heaven right they, they put the plate round and uh, they get people to sign uh, pledges and, and all sorts of things so these religions and gurus and movements are extremely practical and businesslike when it comes to money and they would argue that yes you can be both spiritual and wealthy as all great religious teachers were they were both they, they, they were generally not poor uh, generally they had wealth behind them they may not have um, showed off with the trappings of wealth but they had usually great wealth behind them in some form or another and you can look up, look up this in history so I write in my book uh, Yes Money Can Buy You Happiness about these money blocks uh, and, and things that people feel you know you can't be uh, spiritual and good if you have money and people who have money are evil and the rich are bad and all this sort of stuff but and I write about this and I, I put this on an earlier podcast in March your money beliefs and I, I call it the money belief system the B-E-L-I-E-F system and you can read about this in my book and you can go back to the, the podcast on the 4th of March and, and listen to that as well because your money beliefs have more to do with your bank balance than you may think now, people have said that um, you can never have more money than your inner beliefs and self, uh, self-worth self and your self-image will make you feel comfortable having. Now, you might initially say that sounds like a lot of woo-woo stuff and new age stuff, and it's not true. But just look at the people who suddenly come into a lot of money and then seem to do their best to blow it as fast as they can and get back to what they feel comfortable with. You might have seen this with certain lottery winners who you know, just want to blow the lot. You know, I've seen it with gamblers who almost seem to like being broke. You know, when they have a big win, they just go back and you know they've got to lose it again, and then they sort of almost feel happy. So, well, that was bad luck, blah blah blah. But they brought it upon themselves. 
So get your money belief system right. Get your your mindset right. And don't feel, don't think that you know people with money are bad and evil. You've got good and bad people in all walks of life. You've got good rich people. You've got bad rich people. You've got good poor people and bad poor people. Uh, but you know, money um, is is not evil in itself. And the old saying that money is the root of all evil is not actually correct. It's the, for the love of money is the root of all evil. In any case, it's just a saying written by somebody. Uh, money in itself is just this um, energy. It's just this object, really. And it's how you use money that can be seen as good or bad. But obviously, we all need money. And just think about uh, that, that story earlier on about John and about the guru. And you know, think about if you, if you want money... Use your imagination because there is money out there and you, know, you can create money um, and money is there to be manifested into your life if you have the right beliefs. But if you don't have the right beliefs, it's not going to happen. So that's all for today. This has been Money Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save and make more money.